10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. Good luck, studio. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you Paul Chandler, the shy Yeti. <laughs> He's not that shy. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it, is it deep? Is it deep? Look at the boy. He's had all that shy and right. Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Excellent. Hello, campers. How are you? Hello, and welcome to just another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? I'm, I'm all right. Um, we've, we've got a special guest this episode. He's been on the show before, but uh, he's back. It's Lee. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm, I'm. I have a little, a little blanket around me because it's a bit chilly. Oh, I feel a hot water bottle. It's fine. It's March. <laughs> well, it won't be by the time this episode goes out. No, it'll be the height of summer. Yeah. But uh, anyway, listeners, I need to run the theme music. So we're we're going to be talking about the music of 1997 when we return. So let's run the theme music. And when we come back, Lee and I will be talking about some pop classics. Well, and some rubbish as well. <laughs> anyway, run that theme music. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> you won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Queen. You don't want four now. Uh, I'll carry anywhere for potato. Delicious. This particular episode of the Shy Life is, is a little more abstract than usual. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, my. Have you ever found out my secret? If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Sorry, did we sidetrack? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm strangely drawn to Yeti Uncle John's ankles as well. But has the Shy Life Podcast, no doubt. I don't think so. It's all green. It's here. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> and we're back. So, uh... I should ask you probably before we might be too tired at the end. How many podcasts are you doing now? About seventeen, is it? I yeah, I'm I'm on every one, every podcast that exists um, in the entire world. Um, so <laughs> I ha- so I do do my kind of first one, which is chewing the cud, um, which is sort of like a television thing that you can find on um, YouTube and places like that um and then i do a radio show on a sunday night called sunday late and live um i do quirky stories on that and you can find that on the internet um and then i do um a, kind of a thing that kind of came out of pa- the pandemic group of friends talking about pop music that were called the pop gaze of a certain age and you can find us on twitter um, um and also just open any any magazine and i'll probably be in there as well or <laughs> usually just your front door i'm probably stood there as well <laughs> come in hand <laughs> you your milk <laughs> 
uh, be fair, I'm, I am on quite a lot of other people's shows as well, so I can't, I can't really complain. Um, but uh, yes, well, I, I was looking to see when you were last here. We talked about 1996. Uh, well, the episode went out in late August 2021. Although I think you you featured in more recent episodes because I think I, I think we were we were nattering after the show and and had oh. so I, I think I've included you in extra material which was uh, cut more recent than that. But uh, um, so I guess we we we're doing 1997 this time and and. Hopefully next time we'll do 1998. And, and then we have to remember to jump a year because the first time, or one of the first times you and I talked about music, we started with 1999. So, did we? Um, yeah, wow. we did. So, um, but then um, I, I did the 80s out in the wrong order. I did the 70s in the wrong order. I actually did the 60s in the right order. But uh-huh. um, generally, I, I think it's because, you know, I start off, doing these episodes and think oh well i'll just you know it might just be a one-off you know and, and then mm. like episodes down the line you think, oh actually we've nearly done the whole of that decade we've just done it in the wrong order but never mind it's a time warp it's a time warp but uh, so i don't think it was in the charts in 97 but where, where, what were you up to in 97 possibly not much different than 96 but uh, just uh, oh let me have a think back it, it doesn't seem that long ago but it was about 100 years ago wasn't it um i i, I think i was still working in my first job um yeah i think yeah that's um, yeah that's that's about as much as i think i was doing yeah i was young fresh faced i was doing quizzes and stuff going to quiz nights uh i was in i'd moved to surrey by 90 so i, I moved to surrey in 96 so, um so i was well and truly away from university by 97 uh, yeah i'd finished all that yeah i was probably trying to tease my hair into a into a melby horn style um <laughs> the, <laughs> that kind of thing <laughs> i i was I was, I've got a list here of, of of things that's supposed to have happened in '97, but uh, I, I, some of it's just not as exciting as it thinks it is. So I'm, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think of the things that our audience might. Uh, well, obviously '97, um, R.I.P. People's Princess. Yes, that yes. was a big thing, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, well, it actually looks like although we'd already had um, Spice Girls. Um, that it was sort of 97 early in january 97 that, that wannabe was released in the us so in a way it was the beginning of them uh, across the pond anyway and we will compare our number ones we'll mainly be looking at the number ones in 97 over here and in the states but also some of the other things maybe some big albums um yeah i'm just just uh filing down this oh apparently paul mccartney was knighted in march 1997 um, oh, sometimes you forget these people. Some of these people who don't use their titles, you forget. Some of them are very keen to use their titles. Some of them, um, they don't do they? They don't. They go, oh no, don't don't use that. Um, I would use it at every available opportunity. You <laughs> <laughs> you you'd, you'd ask to be called sir. Sir, sir, <laughs> you're going to call me sir. You're going to call me sir, sir, double sir. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 like when I rang up for a takeaway and they'd ask for name and I'd go, Sir Lee Robertson, that is, I should be collecting it. MBE, OBE. Um, yes. Um, oh, uh, Michael Hutchins died in 1997. Oh, right, yes. The unfortunate hotel uh, situation, wasn't it? November. Uh, um, but, um, oh, and the Spice Girls, they dropped their 
they dropped Simon Fuller as their manager by the end of that year as well. So. Oh yeah, it was it was the it was the girl power revolution, wasn't it? Um, but uh, I think we'll leave the rest of the. Uh, I think, I think we'll, leave. we'll move. We'll move on to the music. We'll, we'll trouble with some of these facts and figures. They give away hints about other things. So oh, but too deeply. So um, the first number one in the UK in 1997 was. Um, it's it's always a weird one because it doesn't it doesn't really remind me of that person but I better tell you what it is first um, it's Professional Widow by Tori Amos but it's that um, remix version uh, oh yes you only really hear her say um, a few lines really and, and it's more the yes. um, yeah so I, I remember hearing that because Around 97, I was in Camberley, and Callum and I used to go to this nightclub, which was their, like their local nightclub. And they used to mainly just play stuff that was like long dance remix um, stuff of, of things that were in the charts. But then occasionally, or for about an hour, they might play stuff like Love Shack and, and, mm. and Spice Girls. And, and, and the dance floor was always more popular at that point in the evening. And yet he, he refused to kind of just say oh well you know the, my clientele will probably you know <laughs> of the age they'd rather hear although i suppose you know, i've still i was still in my 20s but even though so, we didn't really lo- <laughs> like the dance, long dance remixes of, of, of stuff um but i remember here i remember hearing um professional widow before i really realized um that it was tori amos i think uh, it, to be fair it's the only um I'm going to be sound quite controversial. It's the only, <laughs> it's the only song I ever liked of hers, apart from that one about cornflakes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I was sort of, I was sort of more interested in her. Um, Cause I used to be quite a big Kate Bush fan, but I started to get a little bit bored of her around the time that she stopped or the first stopped for the first time in the nineties. And then Tori Amos came along and for a while I was quite happy just to listen to Tori Amos instead. But then I kind of got distracted by Britpop, which was much more exciting. Mm. And, and yeah, I didn't really follow Tori Amos that much. So I kind of lost track of what, of what her current songs were by then. So um, She was deeply trendy. She was deeply hip with, 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 with people. She, you know, the whole... Didn't she have an album where she was breastfeeding a piglet? Yes, that's right. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Which is nice. <laughs> How did that work out for you, Tori? <laughs> How old is that pig now? Gosh, it should be pushing. Well, if it's still around, it'd be pushing thirty it by now, wouldn't it? That, yeah. that hog. Maybe, um, maybe <laughs> it didn't last that long. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, uh, I hope she kept it, looked after it, didn't give it away. <laughs> anyway, I mean, oh no, I'm just thinking too many things now. Does she even know that pig? Like, I don't know. Yeah, did she did she get royalties? Did it did it have a did it have a nice life? Is it did it's it like that, yeah. like that 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 swimming baby in um, Nevermind by the Nirvana? And you see pictures of what it looks like now, but you never see what that pig looks like now. No, because yeah, pushed. he he's suing them, isn't he? He uh, I yeah. read somewhere that he was he's he's decided to sue the record company for that for the saying that he didn't have the choice well he was a child he was a baby he was a bubby so how could he have a have a choice um very strange <laughs> yeah yeah 
Somebody gave an agreement to do it. He didn't, they didn't just nick him from a pram and stick him in the water. No, yes. Somebody agreed to yeah. <laughs> Catch. Um, yeah, odd. Odd situation. I, I, I doubt that pig is still around, um, um, to be fair. But, uh, um, I'm looking down, down the sort of other songs we've got this year, and I wouldn't say it's a year where there's like, oh, my goodness, that looks like a massive... You know, there's not one that's like 12 weeks or anything like that. Um, the longest number one is five weeks. Uh, there's quite a lot of num- number ones that were just number one for one week or two weeks. Um, uh, e- even even the ones that clearly sold a lot, um, you know, the, no, none of them were quite to the Brian Adams or, Whit- or Whitney Houston or oh. uh, uh, not even not even the Shakespeare sister length of, of number one, but. Uh, um, so Professional Widow was number one for one week, and then the next number one was uh, White Town, Your Woman. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember, but I, I, I don't... I, I, I have a feeling it was... Well, it was. It had a sample, didn't it? From a, it did. It was, a, he was, I think song. he was one of those kind of short-lived um, artists that kind of did everything in their bedroom, mm-hmm. kind of produced the whole track. So there was like him, and there was... Daniel Bedingfield, um, and who was the other one that had the Babylon song? Um, 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 well, Babylon Zoo was Babylon the, Zoo, yeah. The and they kind of like did everything in their bedroom, um, and then they 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 did massively in the charts. Um, it was it was I think it was a one hit wonder, wasn't it? He didn't he didn't follow it up with anything. Yeah, um, somebody else did a somebody called Tyler James did a a cover version in 2005 but I don't know why it's mentioned really because it didn't even make the top 40 but oh, okay. um, oh and somebody called Princess Chelsea did, did a version in 2009 <laughs> that hasn't even got a chart position at all so uh, um, yeah I was just going to check that whether it, I, I kind of feel like it was a, a one hit wonder but uh, I was just kind of, but they've actually had quite a lot of they've had They've obviously continued. There's still sort of there's about about seven albums un, under the under the title of White White Town. Um, oh, okay. There's been an album before. I mean, the one with this hit on only got to eighty three, and the other ones now have chart positions. So, but but they obviously have continued. Um, I guess it's not on a big. He was only really on a big label. For the, for that particular album, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he has other singles. Uh, the the follow up was called Undressed, and um, it got to fifty seven. That's the only other single with a chart position of any sort. Um, Absolutely no recollection <coughs> at all. Yeah. Um, but he he was uh, that, your woman was. I mean, the UK was the only place where it was number one, but it was number two in Australia, number four in, in Canada, number five in France. Five in Ireland, five in New Zealand. Um, oh, so he, 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 he got a decent, decent amount of royalties for that for around the world. As long as the, I would have thought the some the original sample. It says it was from a 1932 song, so hopefully that was out of copyright. <laughs> yeah, uh, was it? Was it that? Na, 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 na. Yes, because I think Dua Lipa's recently used that, hasn't she? In, in one of her tracks. Look at me sounding hip, Dua Lipa. <laughs> no, <about> Dua Lipa. <laughs> um, so our next number one is again only number one for one week, and um, it 
wasn't their first number one. Uh, it is Blur with Beetle Bum. Um, I was I was a big Blur fan at the time, so that sort of made me pleased that they were. There's not that. They're one of the few sort of, for want of a better word, in indie bands or sort of rock bands that are in the charts um, in '97. Well, that were number one in '97. Uh, I mean, we're past the sort of the height of Britpop by now, although a lot of those bands were still about. But um, uh, yeah, David, they, they, I always kind of felt with Blur that they kind of started off as a bit of a novelty act with that kind of like cock and a type kind of style and then struggled a little bit because then they tried it was they tried to be more sort of serious whereas kind of oasis never were always in so many incredible um but they had the kind of like park life stuff initially didn't they that was all like all right bye it's all right cockney <laughs> that kind of stuff yeah yeah i just didn't really sort of there they sort of stayed in the same area sort of thing um but um yeah that was only that was number one for because i think they only had the two number ones they had country house which again is is more of a novelty so it's not their best song by any means but it's mm. um uh, of the two i probably prefer beetle but uh, um but it's a bit it's a bit depressing for some people i think um next number one again for one week is ll cool j with ain't nobody um which is uh, well i think it is supposed to be the same song as the shaka khan song okay not, i don't really remember it or quite how different it, how it was different from. Um, I I don't remember it at all. I don't remember that. I don't remember a lot about LL Cool J. No, it says it was. Um, it was sort of like a, a remix. It was on the Beavis and Butthead Do America film. Uh, oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Uh, sort of whether there was any of Shaka Khan actually still on the track or whether it was... Wow. I must have just completely not even acknowledged it. I must have been just into what I liked and then blocked out anything else. Yeah. Yeah, well... um, The next number one is for one week as well. And it's a a famous band, but um, I, I don't know that it would be one that a lot of people would remember that they that they did that was number one. Um, it's uh, U2 with Discotech. Now, oh. I actually prefer, in a way, 90s U2. I find 80s U2 very serious. They look like they were having yes. a lot more fun in the 90s. Yeah. Um, and I think I did like Discotech at the time, but it's not one that I could... So I think they were all dressed up. I think they, yeah, they did look like they were having fun. I think they were taking the Mickey and all dressed up, sort of disco-y. Um, I can't, but, I can't, uh, I can't remember. It's again, it's one of those where I'm thinking, really? Was it when they did the big the the tour that had the giant lemon thing? Sure, it did. I don't I think it's even after that. It came from their album from '97 called Pop. Right. Um, because they had, didn't they have, it wasn't a bit like Tori Amos, somebody remixed one of their singles and it was like a massive dance banger. Um, um, but I can't remember what it was called. 
Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, this was like the first single off off this new album. They hadn't done anything for a couple of years. Um, but I, and it's produced by Flood, and he was a dance. Mm. Yeah, he sort of worked with. But he worked with people like Depeche Mode as well, mm. and Gary Newman. And well, apparently, well. looking at the blurb, it was it was the lead single from their their album Pop, which was um, electronic dance um, music influenced. Um, and in, yeah, you're right. In the video, they dressed up as members of the Village People, um, <laughs> which is uh, one extreme to the other for for you too, isn't it? I remember. I think I remember another single. The next single off that was top three as well. I know. I, it, it's, it's funny. I, I, think that I don't know what's happened to half of these bands. I think they're still about, but you just don't. You don't. You, you might look on their Wikipedia and see, oh, right, they had a number one album, but you don't remember ever hearing anything from it, or you know, because the thing, because the sing, singles used to be the sort of, you know, if an album did well, it, that that was all very well, but. But the public kind of knew about the singles if they did well. Well, apparently that album Pop had seven singles, no six singles. A tis- discotheque was the first one. Then they were staring at the sun. Don't yeah, remember that one. I remember that one. Link. Last night on Earth, um, which was in July. Please in October. If God sends his angels in December and Mofo. In um, later on, I think there must have been a double double A sided single again. Not a single recollection of any of this. I feel like I might remember the sun, the staring at the sun one, but other than that, um, yeah. But they still, it wasn't like it was the beginning of the end because they they did have an album either late in the that had some they had some they might have had some more number ones even yeah it was that was it beautiful day that was like a massive yeah yeah massive um Um, hit and um, there was a particular album i can think of where i think they're at an airport on the cover and yes yeah they probably they probably have made a huge amount of money and um bono is um just at home Polishing his collection of yellow lensed yeah. sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just hope they're just hope they're happy. Hope they're uh, happy in their life. Yeah. Um, the I, I remember actually I can't remember if it was U two or whether it was Boyzone, but I remember when I went to Dub, Dublin and then went out on the tr- on the train to a I can't remember what the town was, but um, I remember kind of thinking oh it'd be nice to get down to the coastline and and somebody saying to me no you 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 won't be able this is the trouble you won't be able to get down to the coastline because all the coastline bit of this area is belongs to famous people like you two or or boy's own um, <laughs> so you can't walk but on the coast because that's that that's oh how i uh, would imagine it's probably more you two than boy's own i can't imagine boy's own yeah. probably, probably had or westlife had had the the record sales to be able to buy <laughs> parts coast, of, part of, of country <laughs> uh, um our next number one for three weeks is um don't speak by no doubt uh, uh, i liked that one the first time I'd heard of that was yes. their third al- it was their third album, but I think it was their breakthrough hit in the in the UK. Yes, yeah, they were they were they were good. They were they were a nice. They were na- that sounds patronising. They were a nice band, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I did I, think, I, yeah, I, I did like them because I quite like 
some of No Doubt stuff. I, I don't, some of um, Gwen Stefani's solo stuff, the stuff that sounds more like No Doubt, or um, I, I, I do like, you know, some of the other stuff as well, but I, I, um, I, you know, I don't care that, I think there's some people who care more about her solo career and they're kind of disappointed, whereas I could kind of like another No Doubt album maybe, or, and they did, she did, they did do another No Doubt album. They did, yeah. After she, after she, so I think their last album was called Push and Shove in 2012. Um, quite good stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Rock Steady was the the song I remember from that album, um, which was a was a big hit. She's kind of just she's more of a she's a judge on the voice or something nowadays, mm. isn't she? I mean, some of my favorite. I mean. Um, what's that? What the first one? The the TikTok TikTok. Uh, what are you waiting for? Oh yes, yeah. I like I like I like that, but that could almost have been a No Doubt song. I mean, because some of the No Doubt stuff, like um, Hella Good and all that sort of thing, was kind of a, a bit of a halfway house between her solo stuff and her. Mm. Um, and and then she did one called Early Winter, which I really like. But that that again was a ballad and could have been a No Doubt song, really. And um, so yeah, it's sort of. I don't think she ever quite knew what the audience wanted or no uh, she just didn't she was kind of yeah she kind of sort of plopped between different kinds of genres didn't she she was she'd, i think i think in i think in america the sort of no doubt fans thought she was a bit of a sellout she'd done a bit pop um and do, so do you remember do you remember the the pop music television show um on on a, s- a sunday morning on channel four with nikita oliver and oh, yeah. um yeah. simon anstall and yeah. th- they reviewed hollaback girl and they were really scathing after they were kind of like say oh gwen you know it's okay you can just you can just get married and have babies. It's fine. You, you, you've, you've, and it was it was kind of like, oh, you bitchy, what a bitchy comment. Um, they, were, they were like saying, we don't need you to try and be hip. Just you know. Um, but she, she, I think she, she's, I think she's had a number of. I'm sure it was either last year or the year before she had a an attempt at a, a comeback yeah. for solo. I think it was something called something. Like, Let me reintroduce you. Yeah, I heard people talking about that on on something recently and sort of saying. You know, it was sort of a backward step. Bit of a backward step. We didn't need to be. We hadn't. We hadn't forgotten her. We shouldn't need to be trying to remind her. Mm. But you know, they, she should have just been focusing on the people who knew her already, and 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 not sort of kind of worrying about whether kids were interested in her. Sort of thing. Mm. But um, our next number one for three weeks is um, Mama Double uh, A side. Mama, who do you think you are? Um, not Mama, who do you think you are? Yeah. And who do you think you are by the Spice Girls? Now, I was never a massive fan, a fan of Mama. Of no, me. I have to say I did. I love, like I loved it. who do you think you are? But, uh, who do you think you are? Certified banger, Mama, bleh, um, smaltzy, sugary, very obviously clearly geared at the Mother's Day market. Um, no, it, that was a massive no from me. Um, but who do you but, think you are? Uh, Callum and I used to, and I used to sing um, pick it, lick it, roll it, flick it who do you think you are? <laughs> it, it just was a bit it was a bit, then the, the video when they sort of brought their mums down from the audience and the holding photographs of themselves as children, it was just a bit like mm-hmm. who do you think you are was much better wasn't it who do you think you are a, a, a comic relief single, official comic relief yeah, single I, yeah 
with um with the sugar lumps consisting yeah, of I, I don't really, I don't really necessarily remember it being a double A side because it, it they both seem to have their moment and, and I, yeah separate entities because um, than together would have come out around the time of Mother's Day I think came out in mid March. And I, I got, get, I got the feeling that it was shown a lot around that time, but uh, I didn't mm. remember. Being, Who do you think so. you are would have been released in March? Well, obviously it was double A side of single because, yeah. it, it, but that, Mar- that camera one. relief is March, isn't it, in this uh, country? Yeah. yeah. Um, so after that, next number one, back to just for one week. Um, it's block locking beats by the Chemical Brothers. Uh, I quite I quite like this. It's not it's not my usual genre, um, but back another one of those blog rocking beats. Do 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 do. That's about as rave as I get. Um, yeah, I definitely had some kind of other stuff, but would perhaps get the album and think, mm, yeah, maybe that's too much. Uh, but I like I liked. Um, so I think great, a greatest hits package would have been better. But then you have to wait. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and it was like it was block rocking beats, and then they did they have hey 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 boy hey girl, hey girl. superstar yeah. DJ here we go um. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I felt like I was more a visitor at that party rather than it being my world but yeah I wouldn't have bought an album I would have perhaps yeah. bought the single I feel like um, I bought the album not perhaps the next album which might have been one of the ones where Noel Gallagher did. Did, they did a few that were. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, um, next number one. Um, oh dear, for three weeks. Oh, uh, I, don't I say it. Don't say it. It was. I believe I can fly by R. Kelly. Oh, I uh, hate it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. I hate. I, well, I just generally don't like sort of male singers singing. Soppy songs, no. very much. Um, I hate, I hated it then. I but, hated it now. Yeah. I hate it. I hate even if he he wasn't a questionable human being, I still would have hated the song. I hated it. I just, it's just very mawkish and uh, it's very much in that same league as that John Legend song that goes, "Oh, it's me, it's oh, I just can't bear it." Um, no, no. And, and I do believe in the video. He did fly. Oh, he, he, I think, I think he was wearing white, oh. and he he raised off the floor in the sky. Oh, well, didn't need to come back. No. <laughs> um, and the, but next next two number ones were number one for 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 one week. Um, one was, and again, I would guess that this isn't his most famous number one. It's Blood on the Dance Floor by Michael Jackson, which I can't remember at all. Oh, I actually quite like this one. Yeah, an upbeat one. Yeah, it, I think it was from, he did like a remix album, mm-hmm. um, and th- th- that was one of the kind of like the lead track from it. Um, and it was quite good. It was, yeah. Um, I, I, think the, I think the album cover was him in a red suit mm-hmm. on a dance floor with his arms outstretched. Um yeah, I quite liked it. Again, yeah, it wasn't a massive, massive Michael Jackson yeah. um, hit, but it was it was a good one. I'll have to have a listen when I'm editing. Um, now, I'll, I don't remember whether this is the first. I, I think it was from. Oh no, it says it was his second single. Um, but this is following the the split of the split from Take That. 
Uh, it's Gary Barlow, Love Won't Wait for One Week. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure song of mine, this one. <laughs> I have to say, I'm sure it was written by Madonna. I, um... I'm pretty sure yeah, it was yeah, written by Madonna. I don't think it was written for Gary Barlow. No. I don't think no. she went, I'm going to write something for Gary Barlow. Um, I think that, <laughs> in a northern accent like that, I think she. I think it was like you know one of those record company things that they've got this song hanging around um, and, and, and they offered it to Gary and he went, I'll love it. And yeah, I quite liked it. It was a bit of a bop. It was a bit up-tempo. Um, I'm sure I remember it. I'm going to have to listen to this one as well. Um, it says it was an unreleased demo from Bedtime Stories in Oh, right. Okay. Um, um, yeah, it was when he'd kind of he'd, he'd kind of buffed himself up. Um, and there was the, in the video, there's lots of... I think he's in a car. And it breaks down, and he has to get out of his car and go for it. Go because love won't wait, you see. So he's he's got to get out of his car um, <laughs> to find that love. Um, I mean, he's not the most charismatic of of leading people singers, but it was it was okay. It was it was worth the one pound ninety nine I probably paid at, at Woolworths for the single. <laughs> Things were cheap. Um, <laughs> Unex um, number one for uh, I know it's a two yes a two weeks. Um, you're not alone. I keep saying it. You are not alone. That's that's my question. <laughs> you are not it's alone. Not, it, it, uh, it's, it's, uh, you're, you're not alone. I think is what yes. it is. Um, by yeah. Olive. Yeah, um, one of those kind of um, sort of dance groups that had a one hit and and then disappeared again. Um. Then we've got um, I Want to Be the Only One by Eternal featuring B.B. Winnens B.B. for one oh, week. just a week. Yeah. Uh, that, again, that was a good one. That was, was, yeah. was post-Louise, though, wasn't it? That was, that was as the trio rather than the foursome. They'd, they'd booted her out by then, or she'd left um, at that point. I sort of, I, I sort of could... Could could hear can hear that one in my head. Um, I want to be the only one to love you, do, 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 to protect you from the rain. Just give you an umbrella. That's all you need to do. Next number one after that for three weeks is Hanson doing umbop. Oh, yeah. I I don't know how I feel about umbop. I think at the time I loved it. And then it became a bit cheesy. Mm-hmm. And then I don't I know like, if I like it again now. I'm not like, sure. I think I like Where's the Love, the, the following single. Yes! I do like that better. And I do like there was another one that they did. Um, oh, and I can't remember it. So that's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think Where's the Love got to number four. So they, they went to one hit wonder. But. Uh, um, they had a few hits. I don't think they followed. I don't think they had a a, a, um, a hit second album. I think it was just that was it. That that album was of its time, and then they kind of. Although they're still going, um, Hanson, they're still going. They 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 release. I think they've. They think they're all married, and they've got eighteen thousand children each. Yeah. Um, but they still record and release and tour. The next number one was for three weeks as well. Uh, I'm not so sure I'm so keen on this one. It's Puff Daddy and Faith Evans featuring 112, I'll Be Missing You. But that Wasn't that a sample of a from a police song? I? Oh, it was that massive one that was in tribute to, was it Biggie Smalls or yeah. one of their friends that got shot? Yeah, I wasn't keen on that. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there was a. I don't. I don't see it mentioned. I'll be missing. She oh, sang, yeah, she sang the chorus, and he. It's every breath you take. Yes. Yeah. Song. So after Puff Daddy and Faith Evans, we have Oasis. So both Blur and Oasis had number ones in '97. This is. Do you know what I mean? Which was only number one for one week, but it was from that Be Here Now album, which was their uh, sort of. The, well, it was a very big album, but. I think it got a lot of criticism for being very overblown and maybe all the tracks were really long um but it was very popular so mm. um, uh, and then following that uh we have puff daddy again uh just mm. for well actually that's weird because when it came back it was yeah because they actually were they if you actually count the twice that it was number one it was actually the longest number one because it was three weeks the first time and three weeks the second time Oh, just okay. with that one, just with that one week of Oasis in between. Um, but, what a strange song to go back to number one. Yeah, for that and for that many weeks. Mm. Uh, then we have uh, for four, oh, four weeks. Uh, we have Men in Black by Will Smith. Um, that that was because the film had. had yes. Uh, yeah, and, and again, and, it had that massive sample in it, didn't it? So it, it, yeah. it, it did well. That, so forget me not, forget me not song, yes. which um, didn't um, George Michael use that in one of his songs not long yeah, after? Yeah, Fast Love, I think he used the, the okay. um, sample. <laughs> then following that, for one week, we have The Drugs Don't Work by The Verve, um, which... Mm. Yeah, they were a, they were a cheerful <laughs> band, weren't they? They were a happy, <laughs> happy combo. Um, <laughs> um, it was their sort of big album. Um, then um, we got we've got the drug, we go from the drugs don't work to uh, um, and it, this is the song that was number one for oh. the longest year. We've got Candle in the Wind, nineteen ninety seven, with with something about the way you look tonight, which was just. Um, like from his latest album so uh and i think after a while they kind of got fed up of playing candle in the wind and and um started playing that a bit because uh, it was the it was the diana tribute song wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah you can't say anything bad about it you've just got to go yeah. <laughs> yeah um i just feel sorry for marilyn but there we go. well yeah yeah they probably have a, they probably had a row about it in heaven um <laughs> That's my song. Then we have at least the at least the party began again afterwards. Um, although I think this should have been number one for longer. Um, it is "Spice Up Your Life" by the Spice Girls for one week. Well, it was only um, number one for one week. Yeah. Wow. Again, considering it was their first the first single off the second album. Mm. Um, longer but I don't know whether it was just the whole Elton John I don't quite know when they released that compared to when Elton, to whether they were kind of hovering under for weeks um, yeah perhaps it perhaps the perhaps we weren't ready for 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 a long party um we kind of were like mm, I can actually, um, actually remember hearing Spice Up Your Life for the first time I don't know if it was on like I mean I didn't generally watch like the lottery show or anything like that but I think possibly it was it was maybe on a Saturday night when I, I, I arrived at, I, I was still living in Camberley and, and Callum and I used to go out and I would go and I would go, go and go around his house and, and perhaps we were waiting for other people to arrive and the TV was on and I remember everybody else sort of talking and I, and I, and I heard it and I was, and I, and I was kind of, because considering I wasn't like 
you know, I liked certain songs or certain singles from their first album, but I wasn't a bona fide sort of um, Spice Girls fan. But Spice Up Your Life kind of, I remember hearing it thinking, oh, that's really good. <laughs> I, I thought it was a little bit nursery rhymey. It was a little bit, it was kind of verging on a bit novelty and a bit bit cheese. I preferred the other other singles released from 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 that album but it you know it was it it, it served its purpose to introduce uh, i mean there is a, there is a, there's a, some lyrics in it that are a bit nowadays you kind of think mm, would they be a little bit troublesome nowadays um i think is it the yellow men in ting book too i don't know whether you would be able to kind of get away with that nowadays um probably not um I, I do remember watching <laughs> the kind of like a, a, an ozone special, the making of the video for for Spice Up Your Life with Andy Peters, um, and it was I think it was at the point where Jerry was in full sort of drag queen uh, persona, and she'd made um, she'd made something to hold because she was kind of like sort of like a leather queen type Statue of Liberty outfit in the video, um, and she'd made a torch using. Um, a vibrator or something, and she was very pleased with it. Um, and she sprayed it black. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was a moment. Uh, and yet, when you see her these days, she seems so prim and proper and, and oh, well behaved. Yeah, she's become she's become a Stepford wife. The the, the real yeah. Jerry is locked up somewhere, I'm sure, <laughs> in a in a in a shipping container, banging <laughs> to get out. <laughs> well, our next number one was number one for four weeks um, we're up to november now and um it's uh barbie girl by aqua oh um, the, st- the start of the full-on bubblegum pop comeback sound wasn't it but barbie girl hey barbie yes i i i you know i was a fan of, of aqua i have to say okay, i don't think i don't i don't think um I ever sort of bought anything of theirs, um, but I think there was the odd single I heard which I quite, I quite liked. But uh, I don't know that they had hits beyond their first album. I don't know if they had a second album, but I'm they, I think they did. They, they had, they had the first album, which was massive, and then there was um, um, Cartoon Heroes, which was their second album, which had like Dr. Jones, which is a big hit. And, um, and then I think they kind of, I think that was the kind of it. They, they have been backwards and forwards. They're still going. Um, they're, they're, they're still around. Um, um, they, they kind of released more of a serious pop album, um, a couple of years ago. Um, um, but yeah, I think they, they have a greatest hits as well. I think. I see they have other other number one hits to come. Not not this year, but uh, in the future. Well, they, you know, they had a single in twenty twenty one. I doesn't don't think it charted highly anywhere. But uh, um, following them, how was what was this for? What charity was this for? Um, uh, well, it's various artists. Perfect day was that. Um, children need. Yes, it was like a BBC thing, wasn't it? Basically, if you, if you haven't heard it, it, it was basically lots of famous singers singing bits. Of yes, they all sang a line, didn't they? Of it, um, um, everybody could possibly imagine. I remember 
Heather, Heather Strong. Is it Heather Strong? Heather Small. Oh, Heather Small. Heather Small from MP. <laughs> Heather Strong is a sister. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I remember we sort of used to pa- parody when it was beyond the TV. We kind of got when you got to the point of knowing who the different people were. Yeah. Everybody had such different singing styles that, that it was quite easy to parody. Um, uh, Heather Small. <laughs> I'll make it with you. Because uh, <laughs> Lou, Reed, Lou Reed, who did the original, ter- did turn up. Um, yeah, he bit- did. There, there was, I think Kylie was on it. There was um, there was a lot of people. Elton John was on it. There was... I can tell you who, who was in it. Um, we've got Lou Reed, Bono, Sky Edwards from Morsheba, um, David Bowie, Suzanne Vega, Elton John, Andrew Davis, but he was a conductor, so whether he just waved his baton, I don't know. <laughs> Boy, Boy's own, Leslie Garrett, Lou Reed again, Burning Spear, Bono again, Thomas <laughs> Allen, uh, oh, he's a baritone operatic person, the Brodsky Quartet, Heather Small from M People, Emily Harris, Tammy Wynette, Shane McGowan, <laughs> um, uh, Shiona White, a, t- a tenor horn player, uh, Dr. John, Gosh, it goes on. Um, oh, well, it wasn't, Kylie wasn't in it then. I'm thinking of something completely well, I different. We, uh, um, no, I don't think she is. But but, um, but we've still got more. We've got Dr. John, David Bowie again, Robert Cray, Huey Morgan from The Fun Loving Criminals, Ian Brody from The Lightning Seeds, Gabrielle, Dr. John again, Avon Dando from The Lemonheads, Emmylou Harris, Courtney Pine, the saxophone player, the BBC Symphony Orchestra, Andrew Davis again, Bono again, Brett Anderson from Suede, the Visual Ministry Choir, Joan Armatrading, wow. Laurie Anderson, Heather Small again, Tom Jones, and Heather Small again, and that's because you can tell that because those those Heather Small and Tom Jones would have been competing for those last few bars. I yes. Yeah. I'm not sure what charity it was for. I am looking at it. Um but it doesn't oh yeah, it was children in need. It's a charity single for children in need. Um so yeah, you can't really say much about it. I mean this they I, they weren't all in the same room recording it, they probably were all in different places. <laughs> the thing is because uh, the original was in seventy two, but Duran Duran did a version in ninety five on their covers album and yeah how well that did but it i think it did uh, okay but oh, yeah. that album was a bit derided at the time but it then was, it got to number 28 <coughs> in the single starts the duran 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 version but then the same year kirsten mccall and Evan dando did a version i think possibly for her greatest hits album oh. um, so I, I felt like i'd heard and then this is only a couple of years later. I felt like a lot of people had been covering it in the around that in that two year period. And mm. because I like Duran Duran and I like Kirsten Cole, I'd I'd already heard like kind of oh again. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's the uh, there was a sequel to it apparently um, mm. that that in that in 1998 um, the, the the future generation celebrity montage. Um, so yeah, it had it had life. Um, Beyond its initial Susan Boyle did a version in 2010. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> got to number 124 in the charts. <laughs> um, oh. Now, our penultimate number one for two weeks. I kind of don't even remember this happening quite. But I do. I do remember these characters being 
around at the time because um, connected to when um, Princess Diana died. I remember the only other the only program that was being played other than news uh, when I was trying to flick the channels to get away from it was Teletubbies, and I think that was the first time I saw Teletubbies. Was I was at a friend's house and I was kind of trapped with the TV and and I was kind of there must be something other than this news. Uh, Teletubbies, but anyway, they did a song called Teletubbies Say A O. One two weeks. Yeah, I do, I remember it. I do remember it because I think it was basically the theme tune to the Teletubbies. Mm. Um, it was like it, again, could we have this history in the UK of of, of kids' TV shows releasing records and them getting to number one. You know, Mr. Blobby, he, he had a number one, and um, I'm sure there's, no, there's, there's, there's numerous others. What was the, the, the puppet that, that, that was in the car that did the jeans that got to number one? Mr. Ozzo or something like that. Um, yeah, very much. I think that the ravers probably bought it and parents bought it for their children. Our last number one for two weeks is The Spice Girls Again with Too Much, um, which was about a, a, a sort of... It, well, yeah, if it, I think it, if, if it, was in the, it featured in the opening credits to Spice World, oh, the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love Spice World. <laughs> it's a classic. It's a, it's a cinematic I, classic. I had it on DVD somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, Actually, I, I, I usually I usually say what bands have number ones uh, the following year at the end of the episode. But I'm just as I've got it in front of me, I'm just glancing and it seems like there's endless number ones in 1998, like lots of number ones for one week. But anyway, we'll come back to that mm-hmm. later. But uh, I just want to quickly see if are there any other big singles that uh, that that. We're sort of well, I'm sure there are, but are there other ones that Let's have a lot? You know, almost. Um, well, we had we we there was the the big singles for for ninety ninety seven. So apart from the ones that we've mentioned, we've got we've got Torn by Natalie Umbrulia. Mm-hmm. She she peaked at number two. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Jumba Wumba with okay. um, Tub Thumping. They got they were. Um, all Saints. Uh, they were. They were there. Never ever by All Saints. I'm surprised that when well, that was number one, we 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 didn't cover wonder, that, did we? I wonder if that comes over into '98. Oh, there's, possibly. Um, there's On Vogue. Don't let go. That number three. That, um, that was a good one. Um, um, quit, quit, quit playing games with my heart by the Backstreet Boys. Um, um, I used to quite like some of them. I never bought them, but I used to quite enjoy some of the Backstreet Boys. I do, I, yeah, I do enjoy. It. I, I, I have been uh, this week. I have had the Backstreet Boys greatest hits on as I have been driving around. Um, I didn't realise that Angels by Robbie Williams didn't get to number one. I always mm. thought it did. It's, it, it, it hit number four. It peaked at number four, um, which I'm quite surprised at. Um, there's also things like Saturday Night by Suede. They were having um, the, their, that's when their coming up album, not their singles, did top ten business. Um, mm. uh, also, say what you want by Texas, number three. Yeah, that oh, was right. their sort yeah. of that was sort of their bit of their revival. Um, actually, I'm surprised. There's E17 had a top three hit. Hey child, I don't remember that at all. Oh, I I hey child. Um, that makes absolutely no. That there was it was the year of lots of kind of like sort of like dance, mm. like so. Freed from Desire by Gala, that was at number two with her trombolines. Um, there was Alternate. She she was at she got to number four with Free, and then we got Encore and Foie 
by Sash. That got to number two. So an Ecuador Sash. So Sash was around quite a lot. And he had quite a lot of hits that year. Mm. Who is he? Where is he from? Where is he now? Maybe he's looking after that piggy. Quite possibly. (laughs) Um, We got Nancy Boy by Placebo. That was big. Um, And Walk On By by Gabrielle. That was a cover, but it was top two. Mm. Um, And oh, Michelle, Michelle Gale. EastEnders, do you know? I don't Mate remember. show. <laughs> I, I don't remember that one, but I do remember liking well, at least one of her singles. Um, she had a, uh, she had quite a, she had, she had one album that was big that had quite a, a number of hit singles on it. Um, well, Mark Owen was doing his solo stuff, Clementine, number three. Mm. Um, what else? Um, Manson, She Makes My Nose Bleed. Overcame for the Soul by the Eels. Those these were all top ten. It was um, very mixed, wasn't it? It, it yeah. was. It was very kind of. There wasn't just like one sort of genre of music. It was there was the pop. You got your indie. You'd got your hip hop. You'd got your dance. So yeah, it was. It it's was the second wave of Brit pop, but they just weren't quite as. They were less known bands, or they were bands mm-hmm. that aren't known but as much now. Um, um, you've you've got. Um, uh, I had one. Oh, we've got the Bee Gees having a top five hit. Oh, alone, alone. Oh, I, um, I don't remember James, that one. James, she's a star. That was number nine. Okay, I've um, got uh, Janet Jackson with um, "Together Again." That that was a number four hit. Um, "Love Fool" by the Cardigans. That was at number uh, two. That was a good one. Anton Deck. Oh, oh. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Boy's own, isn't it a wonder? Um, that's wet, wet, wet. Promising. If I never see you again, <laughs> number three. I've forgotten they were still having. I did as well. Yeah, yeah. You've got Shola Amma, who had her one-hit wonder with "You Might Need Somebody." She went to number four. Um, don't remember this one, but she thought you would do because it's it's Barbara Streisand and Celine Dion had a number three hit with some a song called "Tell Him." No recollection of that whatsoever. You've got uh, Lisa Stansfield still having top ten hits as, as late as '97. Um, I think they did a remix of "People Hold On," but she's got one called "The Real Thing" as well. Um, yeah, I think that was a cover of um, um, oh, what was he called? The Barry White. I think that was a cover of Barry White's song. I think you've got the Pet Shop Boys with "Red Letter Day." That's the top. 10. Uh, Supergrass, Richard III, that was number two. Um, Depression Mode, It's No Good, number five. Blur, oh, there's also the so Blur Song 2, that was number two. Mm. Uh, that's probably, in a way, more the, the more famous song off that album than Beetlebum, really, because that got used on all sorts of adverts. And, mm. um, Texas had other, another, top, another top 10 hit. Uh, Lightning Seeds. Oh, I liked the lightning seeds. Mm. You showed me. I think that was a that was a cover version. Mm. Um, Republica, Drop Dead Gorgeous, number seven. Um, jazz. Oh, um, Jamiroquai, All Right, uh, uh, Primal Screen, so many. Uh, Radiohead, Paranoid Android. Oh, because that was the year that OK Computer came out. That was. Uh, I'm sure we'll see that in the list of big albums. Of course, there is so many. Um, 
Yeah, because most of the Blur singles from the album, On Your Own, that was number five, but most of their singles were doing very well. Um, so, and Robbie Williams' Lazy Days, that was that one of the, that was before Angels, even though. Mm, yeah, I think so. Meredith Brooks' Bitch, that was, that was everywhere. Mm, uh, she's a bitch, she's a liar, she's a lover, she's a something else. She's a something, something, something. <laughs> she will not be the same. <laughs> yeah. um, Ocean Colour Scenes, um, Karma Police by Radiohead. There is a cast, Louise, Arms Around the World. Um, but, uh, another U2 one called Please, I don't know. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't think that was on. But, uh, oh, the Lighthouse family, I wasn't keen on them. Um, Ash, uh, Peter Andre. Oh, dear, he was making his way in there, was he? Yeah. Um, Pulp, Help the Aged. Um, yeah. So we should probably go and look at some of the albums before we hop over to America. Um, so the big albums of 97 don't have to um, loiter some of these we'll have talked about but I'll go through the list and we can, um, so we've got the original cast recording of Evita uh, and then we've got um, Glow by Reef they they were sort of an indie band who uh, they were I don't know if you really call them Britpop but uh, mm. then you've got White on Blonde by Texas oh yes I remember that yeah I had a lot of hits Blur by Blur uh, Attack, Attack of the Grey Lantern by Manson, um, Spice by the Spice Girls. That must have been. No, was that did the album? Was the album already out? It might have been just that they got back got back to number one. I'm not sure when the first album, because the second album's out by the end of the year. But um, uh, we've got Pop by U2. Uh, yeah, Spice by the Spice Girls again. Dig Your Own Hole by The Chemical Brothers, Ultra by Depeche Mode, Telling Stories by The Charlatans, Spice by The Spice Girls again, Blood on the Dance Floor, History in the Mix. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, Open Road by Guy Barlow, mm. Wu-Tang Forever by Wu-Tang Clan, <laughs> uh, uh, Middle of Nowhere by Hanson, um, OK Computer by Radiohead. Uh, I think that's the last album I ever bought by I did buy Radiohead stuff, but I think I preferred the I preferred the well that and the album before, mm. um, and they were a bit more rocky rather than what mm. they became. I'm not quite I sure. probably I probably at that year would have bought I would definitely have bought Spice World. I would have bought Spice. I would have bought Eternal's Greatest Hits. Um, mm. I would have bought Backstreet's Back by the Backstreet Boys. Older by George Michael, that was out in, in 97. Um, so, it, yeah, and All Saints, All Saints, their first album was out. So, yeah, I would have, I would have been very much in, in the pop mm. arena. Um, the, the other ones would have... Um, I, 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 I've forgotten some of it because we've, we've got um, uh, the, the Fat of the Land um, by The Prodigy. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a... That was a big one. Um, White on Blonde by Texas again. Be Here Now by Oasis. That was very big. Um, Marching Already by Ocean Colour Scene. Be Here Now Again. Urban Hymns by The Verve. 
Spice World. Uh, let's talk about Love by Celine Dion. Spice World again, and then let's so so yes, Celine Dion and the Spice Girls were all out battle. But, um, number ones there are a lot more songs that were number one for like multiple weeks um the first number one of 97 in america for seven weeks was unbreak my heart by tony braxton oh i love that song <laughs> keep doing that karaoke yeah and then uh, i love the 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 doof doof dance mix that came with it uh-huh. which i think they played more on the radio in the uk than they did the actual original heart belt ballad yeah, i don't know let's have a look because we haven't even heard uh, i mean we've not had mention of how well it did in the uk it was a big hit everywhere mm, perhaps um, it came out the year after in the uh, uk uh, well, it says it got to number two. Whenever it came out, it was number two. Um, so, yeah, and I'm sure it was around for ages as well. Um, then following that, we have Wannabe for four weeks. Um, but, uh, yeah, we I think we noted at the beginning of the episode that, that they were a little bit later with being launched in the States. Mm. Um, then we have for six weeks... Can't Nobody Hold Me Down by Puff Daddy featuring Mace. I don't know. I don't recollect. I, 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 no. It got to number 19 in the UK. So. Oh, okay. Sometimes you do find that they just weren't released in the. Yeah, it, it, I think it depends what was popular. In, in, so some stuff was never released, or vice versa, I think. Um, then we have. Um, I'm just checking the position. Then we have um, the notorious B.I.G. with Hypnotize for three weeks. I just checked and it got to number 10 in the UK. So whether oh, I, rec- okay. I don't recognize the name, but maybe I'd recognize it. Um, then for three weeks, we have them bought by Hanson. Um, I can't remember how many weeks it was in the UK, but I think maybe it was maybe a week or so longer in, in the States. Then we have, um, sorry, they don't say in numbers. I have to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven weeks. Uh, so that's almost double how long it was. And we were just saying this song was probably the longest number one in the UK. It's I'll Be Missing You by Puff, Puff Daddy. Oh, but right. They had, it, they had it for 11 weeks, solidly for 11 weeks. Nice. 
kind of, I think I'd have gone to live in Australia. Although <laughs> yeah. Probably fighting with a big hit in Australia as well. <laughs> um, then we have Mo Money, Mo Problems by the Notorious B.I.G. featuring Puff Daddy and Mace. Now, I do remember um, that one. I do remember that one. Um, I think. Uh, it was number six in the in the UK, so, yeah. Um, then we have Honey by Mariah Carey for three weeks. Oh, okay. Yes, that's that was a that was a that was deep in Mariah's sort of bikini phase, I think, where <laughs> she that's all she wore. <laughs> it got to number three in the UK. Um, then we have Four Seasons of Loneliness by Boys to Men. Um, oh, I couldn't. I couldn't. Boys to Men. I know they were mass. I think they were more. Successful in America than they were in the UK, but they were a little bit dull. Yeah, they had that one about going down the road, which I hated. Yeah, I think the only Boys to Men song that I ever got on board with, I think it was Motown Philly, which was their only kind of up-tempo one that I can remember. Well, this this one I've just mentioned got to number 10 in the UK, so it was still good. I'd never heard of that. Um, and now we're literally... That's it for number ones. We've got one more. And it's the it's it's the obvious one. It's Candle in the Wind ninety seven. Oh. Um, you know, by Elton John. That's from early October uh till the end of the year. Uh, wow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So that's just about scrapes in the the Goodness longest one of number, number one. I'm just looking at the list of top-selling singles in in the in the US for for '97, and there's some that I thought, oh wow, I wouldn't have imagined that they were a hit in in um, so Savage Garden. They they um, scored a, a hit with "I Want You" um, yeah. in America. Um, um, Gina G, she got she got a good-selling single with "Ooh Ah" just a little bit in America, which I would not have thought that was particularly very no. American type. I don't, I don't know if we is, is uh, some of those ones ones from '96 that slipped in a year earlier because uh, uh, so, I feel like we haven't even heard about Gina G. In any I don't time. know. Um, yeah, quite a few that I thought. Oh right, okay. I didn't know that that would have been. Um, obviously, Aqua was there with Barbie Girl. They 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 were in the top hundred selling singles. There were people like Coco Jambo by Mr. President, Real McCoy, One More Night, that kind of Euro dance sound um that was that was this was quite popular for a while. Um do you remember Donna Lewis, I Love You I Love You Always Forever. Oh, yeah. no, that that was that was the sixty fourth top selling yeah. single of ninety seven. So yeah. Um Interesting. I mean, the albums look different as as well. Again, I'll just go through them quickly. We've got Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt, Gridlocked, which is a soundtrack, um, Tragic Kingdom, Unchained Melody, The Early Years by Leanne Rhymes. Oh. Um, um, Secret Samadhi Live. I don't think that's pronounced right, but I don't, I don't know what that is at all. <laughs> um, it's uh, the American alternate rock band I've ever heard of. Um, uh, Howard, Howard Stern Private Parts the album soundtrack uh, Pop by U2 um, actually I should have said all of these are like for one week except for the, the first instance of um, No Doubt which the album was number one for about six weeks when it was first released um, we've got The Untouchable Scarface one week 
Nine Lives by Aerosmith for a week, Life After Death by The Notorious B.I.G. for four weeks, Share My World by Mary J. Blige for one week, um, Carrying Your Love With Me by George Strait for one week. I don't have no idea who that was. He looks like oh, it's an American country singer. Oh, oh yeah. He's on, the, he's on the Billboard chart. It's not like he's on the country chart. No. He, looking at the picture of the album, Snug Jeans. Snug Jeans yeah. and, a cow- <laughs> and a cowboy hat. Dee is protesting. He doesn't like so many songs. <laughs> um, then we've got the Spice album for four weeks. The Wu Tang Forever for one week. Butterfly Kisses by Bob Carlyle. Uh, that's an American Christian music um, artist. Oh, uh, sounds thrilling. Yes. Um, Spice by the Spice Girls again for one week. The Fat of the Land by the Prodigy for one week. Oh, oh good. Um, Men in Black for two weeks. The soundtrack. No Way Out, Puff Daddy and the Family for one week. The Art of War by Bones, Thugs and Harmony for one week. Um, no Way Out by Puff Daddy for two weeks again. Uh, the Dance by Fleetwood Mac. Um, I don't I remember whether the... I guess it's a live album. Yes, I don't think I've ever heard oh. that. I do like Fleetwood Mac, but I don't think I had a bothered with a... Um, it was the return. It was a return with the with the sort of famous lineup, though for the, for a live event. But um, they had. I think they'd recorded together since um, uh, the sort of late late eighties. Mm. Um, no way out again by Puff Daddy. Ghetto D by Master P for <laughs> one week. You light up my life. Inspirational songs by Leanne Grimes again um, for one week. Butterfly by Mariah Carey for one week. Evolution by Boys to Men for one week. You light up my life by Leanne Rhymes again for one week. She she was up and down in those charts, wasn't she? That that year. Yeah. Um, the Velvet Rope by Janet for one week. That's a good album. You light up my life again by Leanne Rhymes. The firm, <laughs> the album, but that's not. I don't think that's the firm that did the firm he did Star, Star Trek. No, no, it's, it's not. not. It's, a, no. it's it's a hip hop. I think I prefer, <laughs> you know, I prefer it was Star Trek. But there we go. Um, Harlem World by Mace. That's that Mace who was singing with Puff Daddy. I think. I don't think I know Mace at all. No, I, I don't. Know. Wearing a baseball cap. Um, Higher Ground by Barbara Streisand for for one week. Oh. Um, Reload by Metallica for one week. And then for three weeks, sevens by Garth Brooks. Um, oh, how, yeah. He never really made it over here, did he, Garth Brooks? He was a bit niche for the UK. Um, well, that, I think that's pretty much it. We we, we need to sit down now. <laughs> yeah, we need to sit down. We need to. We need to. There was a lot of sugary pop in '97 yeah. that that yeah, we need to process. And I was I was buying the things that were bubbling under in the top ten, like the suede stuff, and the, um, I, I don't think I'm not quite sure if I got to the stage of going to. Uh, I don't think I quite got to the stage of going to pop stars, which was the great um, club I used to like going to, which was the first club I ever went to where you could play, uh, where you could kind of go from like an indie 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 floor to a pop floor to a. Um, but I think that was probably more like. 99 and 97 so mm. um, but i always associated that club with sway but i think that was because by that stage they 
released another album on top of the one that was big in 97. Um, before we go, um, and we will be finishing after uh, the end titles with, with Ick singing some of his favourite songs from uh, <laughs> from 97. But, uh, I, I, I feel I should um, mention some of the names that are going to be big in 98. Um, we've, got, uh, we've got various artists again. We've got All Saints, Oasis, Usher, Aqua, Celine Dion, Corner Shop, Madonna, um, uh, Run DMC, Boyzone, All, All Saints again, Aqua again, um, The Tampera, Bewitched, Badil, Skinner and the Lightning Seeds, uh, Billy, Another Level, Jamiroquai, uh, More Spice Girls, More Boyzone, Manic Street Preachers, um, More All Saints, Robbie Williams, Melanie B., um, or Billy Space Dust um, there is a lot of number ones um, Cher um, oh. and, <laughs> and Bewitched and Spice Girls again um, yeah that's, that's a heck of a lot of number ones in 98 but, um, but yeah really there is one that was sort of for six weeks but mostly it's oh, one for seven weeks but uh, um Anyway, well, I think well, I think we'd we'd gone with the days of, of a, a song being at the charts for twelve weeks had gone by the by the sort of late nineties, hadn't it? They were. Well, I feel like it's come back again now, and things are number one for ages. But that's because the charts don't really count anymore, and they're just weird. No, they 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 yeah, they're, they're not they're weirdy, streamy, downloady type charts. Yeah, although I was still very excited when um, Abba got a song in the top 10 when they did their album last year. Um, suddenly it was, suddenly it was very important that, uh, um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm in the top 10. <laughs> uh, the world is saved. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, thanks Lee for, uh, chatting with me and, uh, I will get you back again soon. And, uh, if, um, uh, good luck with all of your ventures. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, you never know when, you know, next door you're open. Or even envelope, I might even be in there. You, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll make sure that uh, I'll make sure we look after you. <laughs> Okie dokie, well, you take care, and thanks, listeners, for listening, and we'll be back again soon. Goodbye for now. Paul, what, what do you think uh, uh, we can expect today from Eek? You know, with the songs of 1997, are you more hopeful? More hopeful than, than what? Well, you know, when he's done the 1950s. Oh, boy, did he do the 1950s. I'm hoping that he'll know more songs from the 90s. You know, whatever education he did when he first came here, I just hope that they, you know, <laughs> they played him more more songs from the 90s but uh, I, I don't know I don't know
he's very erratic. Do you think he's getting better or worse? Oh, definitely worse. I mean, oh, don't tell him that, though. Oh, no, I never would. Have you ever seen Ick when he's angry? Oh, I have, many times, yes. Particularly when we're doing the singing. Have you ever considered replacing him with somebody else? What, like Yeti Uncle John? Oh, no, no, I, I don't think so. He, he cannot sing very well. Uh, you, you what? Excuse me? Uh, I can't do what? I can do anything. Oh, yes, yes, you can. You can, but, uh, you know... <laughs> oh, dear. Um, look, uh, I, I was just saying that uh, nobody can replace Ick. He's such a good singer. Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, it's because I've given him lessons, you see. Uh, I am his singing tutor. Oh, really? That's not something I knew. No, no, that's not something I knew either, Yeti Uncle John. Uh, it might explain quite a bit, your, your work ethic. Uh, yeah, it's sort of rubbed off on Ick. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I, I, I uh, don't think there's many people who can claim to have rubbed off on Ick. Oh, no, no, I, I never have myself. No, no, neither have I, despite the many tentacles that he has. Yes, well, uh, uh, you just wait. I've, I've uh, really, uh, uh, I, I really, we really went into quite detail uh, with 1997. So uh, I'll just make sure he's okay and ready to come on to perform. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's a treat. You're in for a treat. Ah, great, great. Oh, Paul, this explains so much. Jolly well does. Yeti Uncle John is Ick's singing teacher. He will explain why he never knows any of the words uh, and very few of the tunes. Uh, yes, yes, well, gosh. <laughs> I worry, though, if Yeti Uncle John is teaching Ick. Ick, uh, you know, he, he, in the rest of his life, he's so, you know, uh, he's so precise. And I was, I could never understand why, when it came to the singing, he was so slapdash. Slapdash is the word. Still, I don't know if the listeners actually notice. Uh, most of the letters I get from from, from listeners are, are about how good Ick um, is at his singing. So I do wonder if the listeners aren't, aren't paying that much attention. Perhaps they have earplugs in or they're, they're doing the housework and, you know, and over the sound of the hoover then uh, they can't make out that Iki's not getting the words or the tunes right. Anyway, we, we mustn't talk like this. Um, what if Ick heard us? Oh, no, it's not as if anyone's recording this conversation. No, no, you're right, no one's recording this. It's fine, nobody will ever hear it. Oh, yes, oh, I can hear the theme music. The theme music? Does that... Oh, does that... Oh, we are being... Oh, we're being recorded. Turn it off, comedy, quick. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, oh. Please don't say anything to Eek. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gosh. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. What's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. 
We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Hello, listeners. I'm now going to sing you the big hits of 1997. Yes. <laughs> You're in for a treat. Um. Be to, to become one. Yes. Professional widow. Tori Amos. <laughs> I can't do that one.
think there's a helicopter in the video. Um, I don't remember it. Men in Black. And then Brian Will Smith. And then Oliver Men in Black. And the drugs don't work. Um, the drugs don't work. <laughs> oh look, it seems to me he lived her life like a candle in the wind. Never knowing who to turn to when the rain came in. I would have liked to know you, but I was just a kid. The candle burnt out long before the legend ever did. Oh, I think that's the original. I think the words might be different. Goodbye, English Rose. Your time's nearly up. bad as he could have been Paul oh no I guess he was adequate yes he is adequate definitely he's a Barbie girl in his Barbie world I'm fantastic because I made of plastic oh make it stop make it stop oh dear Paul I'll put the kettle on please please My goodness, that was a darling little shoe. Five hundred and twenty-eight. Five hundred and twenty-eight. Whoa, I love that one. Ah, great show, Paul. Yeah, that was a good shoe. Five hundred and twenty-eight. This is just the weirdest thing I've ever heard.